Donna, thanks for having me on. Let's talk about me, huh? Yes. <laughs> so oh, cute. Introduce myself. Okay. So I think, you know, I guess one of the best ways to introduce me is I have this passion for helping people like truly become healthy mind, body, holistically. And I think, um, that came from, uh, that came from my own struggles. And then it also came from being in the health and fitness industry, uh, for a long time and seeing how things can be called healthy and they aren't really being used in a healthy way. And so I've had a really long journey, decade plus of essentially like decoding and unlearning all these nuances of what is, what is health? And when I say health, I don't just mean like nutrition. I mean, just like at that enduring foundational level on all areas of your life, like what is actually healthy and what is me just covering up something that's unhealthy. And so for me, it it did start off with physical body stuff. So when I was 18, I entered into this Uh, kind of really dark period where, you know, I was on the verge of having eating disorders. I was using exercise obsessively. It all kind of started where I was sitting. I remember the moment specifically, actually, I was sitting with new friends in my dorm room um, as a freshman in college. And uh, a few girls started talking about the freshman 15, which I had never heard about prior. And prior to going to college, I, I kind of just didn't really think about my weight. I didn't think about my health. Um, I was a three sport athlete. So I I was just like thin and fit because I was a, a, you know, a three sport athlete and I ate the food that was in front of me and I just didn't really think about it. Right. So I remember this key moment and it was these, you know, girls talking about the freshman 15 and it like hit me like, oh my God, I could gain weight. And what does that mean? And I had, um, never, you know, contemplated the, you know, the sickness of our society around body image and, and maybe fat phobia and things of that Mm. nature. So instead of really diving deep into that, I covered all that unhealthy stuff up and I just started going to the gym obsessively. So Mm -hmm. hour plus a day, intense workouts um, to the point it escalated where like I I was giving other things up to work out. I was, I was working out when I was sick. Um, You know, one memory that is really vivid for me is I I had a fever and I, I literally remember like crawling out of my bed. I was so sick. And I remember, um, Googling, like, do you burn more calories when you're sick? I was like trying to give myself permission to not go to the gym that day. And I couldn't find anything on it. So Mm. Shauna, I went to the gym that day. (laughs) I went to the gym that day with a, with a high fever. And, and so I had this really, um, I was doing all the things that outwardly people thought were quote unquote healthy. Right. But between my ears, I was very, very, very unhealthy. And it was, it kept escalating to this point where I was feeling just overwhelming anxiety, overwhelming exhaustion. Um, And I think because of those feelings, I was asking without knowing that I was asking for a different way. Um, And luckily, eventually I found this book called Intuitive Eating, which was the first philosophy that was put in front of me that helped me see that there's different ways to see health and there's different ways to practice health. And that maybe, um, what I am calling health isn't actually healthy. And that, that was a turning point for me as it, as it, uh, put me on a trajectory of being more discerning 
um, and really making sure I was investing in things, whether it would be education or practices that actually aligned with what was healthy and not just, again, um, like something that is called healthy in quotes, but is really covering up a lot of lack of health, whether it be in our society or in our individual lives. And then from there, just my journey kept building and building and building to now I run a, a membership called Exercise 180, which um, my members get an all access pass to a course. I have a private podcast, a private Facebook group, and then um, yoga and Pilates workout videos where the whole essence of the membership is let's all learn, let's unlearn the things that are unhealthy and disempowering. And let's baby step by baby step, learn what is truly enduring, true enduring health in all areas of our life. Um, and so exercise 180 comes from like exercising our true power to create 180 transformations in our life that are built on this strong foundation of true health. Wow. That's so incredible. I mean, and seeing from, cause I think we chatted when you started that, is that what we had our little, little powwow sessions. Mm -hmm. Gosh, yes. what a, what a, um, you've, you've nailed it with the exercise 180 and the health from it's like the health from within almost mm, unlearning, yes. like, uh, in, indoctrination stuff, you know, societal. Yes, oh, wow. So how, um, so you have really put all these pieces together almost from kind of experience, uh, you mm -hmm. know, does that, is that kind of what was your, it was your catalyst was reading that book and literally a fever working out. And I have a similar instance I'll share with you in college. I mm. think I threw my back out or something. Um, I don't know what had happened, but, but my back felt like it was on fire. I remember mm. Cal State Hayward in the Bay Area <laughs> and my back felt like it literally was on fire. And you know what I did is I went to go work out and more work out on, on the back. And I oh, was like, Shauna, yeah. I was like, maybe it just needs to be um, like worked out more or, or stretched or something. And I'm doing this like back thing, like, oh God, more, 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 more. And like the, the, uh, it's, um, I don't know what the word I want to say, but the, how backwards that was. Yeah. And I, I didn't even realize that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, and so it's such an indication of how our culture doesn't value rest right? <laughs> like oh we think, my gosh. we think always the, the answer is do more, be more, work it out more. Um, when a lot of times the answer is, is rest. Is slow down. I, I, and, mm. and what's the pump, you know, no pain, no gain or something like oh, that. Like yes. that's literally the culture of, of working out. Like we stopped our gym membership a couple years ago, but I remember being in the gym and this was a few years ago this is not you know 25 years ago and i was like yeah. lifting weights and i was like shauna put on more put on more and i was like what are you doing you know like i <laughs> I, know. I i put the the barbell the weights on and and you know the the energy of the room and i'm not necessarily like a gym person anymore i thought it was fun when i was like 20 but i'd rather go to like a little boutique yoga studio but um mm -hmm. and i kept putting on more and more heavy weights and it hit you know, you're doing these, um, I don't even know what they're called, the push up with the, you know, you're lifting it up, you know, barbell mm. thingies, and it yep. hit the back of my head and I left. I was <gasps> like, what are you doing? You just, 
it's it the wow. the logic the logic behind it i think that was the the thing and and i haven't been to the gym mm-hmm. since but but the 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 interesting part about it was like there's this culture of lift more heavy you know work mm-hmm. work till your eyeballs bleed sweat it out you know like all of this yeah. culture and you are completely it's almost like rewriting this new pathway for mm-hmm. women that are attracted to you and your ideas because it's so gentle it's so and it could be vigorous i'm not i'm not saying that but for the human spirit is what it sounds like mm. it's like what do you need right now and and i think yes. so often we are so not in tune with our bodies with because we're just like again it's like you know calories in calories out these these really um they're almost dysfunctional ways of being and then you're on Mm -hmm. this path that's more of like guys we have to stop all this and unlearn this stuff what can we do to nourish our bodies what feels good like exercise is not remember i think we talked about this before it doesn't have to be 60 minutes hardcore sweating at the gym like so yes can you can you define it like what and I think that's what it is. It's like empowering people to do what feels good, what motivates them, what, you know what I mean? Does that, does that yes. kind of make sense? That's what it sounds like to me. Oh, beautifully stated, Jenna. It's exactly that. Yeah. I, I think my mission has been like, how do we, you know, work through all this, these layers of dysfunction and find some key principles and some key frameworks that are solid and that allow people to discern for themselves what is best in any season of their life in any area of their life. Um, so that's really, that, that has been my goal the entire time. What I've created now with UN80 is just like these root level key principles, key frameworks, key, key ideas um, that allow you to discern. Because sometimes, frankly, a, you know, a season of really intense exercise is awesome, but it's not always, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And it's not for every person. So right. uh, we have to like reclaim our power to, to discern what is truly best for us um, in each season and with each area of our life. Well, yeah. And, and it honestly, right there, you, you just said it, it's like empowerment. It, yes. it, it's, so if you decide to run a bunch, you know, in the summer, you know, when they when the sun is out long, you know, and, and mm-hmm. you have really long days and you can go, you know, whatever motivates you. But then I am in particular, when it comes to the winter time, I'm like a little hibernation, like I'll go and yep. stretch or I'll go walk or I'll do something that's so, um, not active in, in, I mean, it's, it's not, it's just kind of moving my body in a way or I'll dance a little or play, but it's not typical, you know, hardcore exercising. And that's like also respecting kind of the seasons. Yes, exactly. Like there's so many factors, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, so just to think like health is some, you know, I always tell people like, everybody seems to think health is this like particular, particular program or ritual you did when you were 25 and you were this certain weight, you know what I mean? And then if you're like straying from that for the rest of your life, you're like, I'm not healthy. And it's just like, so untrue. We have to like untrain our brain or unlearn thinking that way so that we can take in all these different factors. Like you're saying, like the, the, the actual seasons of, of the earth and, you know, the light and, and the temperatures and all those things that do have an effect on us. 
Mm-hmm. Moon cycles. Hello. <laughs> like, yes. It's yes. It, you know, it, it's funny that you just said that too. Literally, I think so many people are living and, and reacting to mm-hmm. the fact that they're still not 25 years old. Yes. Yep. That they and, cannot and, go, go ahead. That they cannot do what they could do 20, 30 years ago. It, exactly. And I was just going to, I was just going to interrupt in that. Like, um, it's not, our fault that we do that. Like we were trained by our culture to do that. Mm -hmm. So anybody Mm -hmm. listening, I think that's like, Oh shoot, I do that. Like, it's okay. It's okay. That's not your fault. These are the training, you know, through media, through all these kind of insidious ways we've been trained to give our power away and, and think of ourselves as not beautiful in different forms and different shapes and think all these insane things. Um, and, And so that's really what, what I love to help people do is take their power back from these ideas that, they've been fed to us. You know, that's why we believe them. It's not an accident that most women mm-hmm. in the American culture want, are trying to get their 20, 25 year old body back. That's not an accident. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Oh, that, that so is how we were. That's, that's the information. That's the essence we're fed all the time. So we have to, if we don't want to do that and we don't want to be chasing this unrealistic kind of insane idea um, it is up to us to like, start to unlearn these things, relearn healthier patterns that are truly healthy, that are truly joyful and don't cause us to constantly feel like we're not enough. That I, we could just go, Oh, you could go on to so many of those things. One thing that just popped up for me was it's not our fault. I mean, honestly, like, cause I am in mm. self-care. I, self-care is for, yep. for women. Self-care. You got to love yourself. You got to uh, take yep. care of yourself literally. Cause no one else knows what, what you're experiencing. No, what no one knows what you need. No, what it's just self-care yes. for me is like what I eat and breathe after I had my little burnout thing. Um, yes. But now, so now here we are almost bringing this awareness to it and we're not judging or, or trying to make people feel bad or anything like that. Cause we're all on different paths and stories and stuff, but now it's like, Oh, okay. Here's an awareness. I'm not feeling guilty about it, about it, but what can I do differently now that I've brought this awareness to my attention? I think that's mm. what's so important because, because we are unlearning everything that we have been taught. Oh, you yeah. know, quiet, raise your hand, stand in line. And, and this can go very deep. This is this, yeah. um, this book. I don't know if you've heard of this, but I listened to it recently. It's called the invisible corset. Have you heard of that? Mm, no, but it sounds intriguing. So it's, it's like the beauty industry. Mm. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's a lot, but this, this, I just wrote it down. It was like, we have this invisible corset on, we need to have Botox. We need to, um, again, what you just said, we're all trying to kind of go back to our 25 year old way, our abilities. I mean, I could stay up all night and, and whoop it up. And the next day go to work at 5am. Now it's like, if I have a glass of wine, I am toast for, mm-hmm. for half of the next day. It's just physiology. Mm-hmm. I'm not that same person that I was when I was 25 years old. But it's, mm-hmm. it's, we are so bombarded, if you will, and we can go on this route if you want to. Can we talk about media and like, mm. um, and, and, and there's, I'm not saying this, this is this, you know, evilest thing I, I love and I love social media, but um, what are your thoughts on the role, I guess? And, and I think you've kind of touched on it a little bit, but what do you think that this role is that is keeping us literally 
indoctrinated or, or that we have to, we have to act as if we're 25 years old and, and we're not doing mm. enough if we're, if we're not at that level, excuse me. Yeah. Oh, what a great question there. Yeah. Well, one, okay. So one thing that keeps coming up that I do want to say before I get to that is just, um, I think what's such like, what is truly sad to me when I think about myself and then just all the other women I know in my life is if we're truly trying to get back to our 25 year old self, we're like missing this whole other, much wiser version of ourselves. You know what I mean? Like I think of, so maybe my body looked different when I was 25, but like my soul is just like so much more beautiful now richer than when it was uh, 25, you know, cause yes. I've matured and I've grown and I'm, and I have so much more to offer the world than just the way that I look. And so I just like wanted to acknowledge, um, like how much when we're focused on that, we're like losing all the value that we have to offer now. Uh, so I just felt the like that was moment. Yes. Yeah. And what we've learned and, and, and so on and so forth. So, okay. The media question, you know, what came, what came to mind is what I've learned as I've been decoding and unlearning all this for me personally. And then as I've been figuring out how to offer it, what I've learned to others, right. A part of that is marketing what I have to offer. And what's been so interesting in that process is a lot of the standard marketing advice that I used to get um, before I stopped asking <laughs> um, mm. is it's all, it's all based on um, trying to target people's fears and make them not feel good enough. And so if you look at so much of the marketing, whether it is you turn on a commercial or it's something in your social media feed, and then if you look specifically at the beauty industry, at the health and fitness industry, usually the way that they're trying to get you to buy is to speak to this place in you that feels like you're not enough, like what's wrong with me. Mm. Um, and then we're buying from that place. Now, in my philosophy, I, I've, I created these, what I call the four quadrants of life. And so at the, the um, x-axis is action. And on, on the right, it's engaged. On the left, it says disengaged. And the y-axis, the vertical axis is perspective. And at the top, it says freedom. At the bottom is bondage. So that what's wrong with me um, feeling is what I call the bottom left-hand quadrant. So I call that the intimidated quadrant or the embarrassed quadrant. It's the mm -hmm. quadrant of anxiety. But it, it's the it's the what's what's wrong with me mm -hmm. the, um, is essentially the mantra of that quadrant. And so um, what I discerned and whether this is patterns that we do just in our personal life, but it's also, um, I think what marketing and media play off of is, um, this pattern I call the vicious 180. So the vicious 180 is a triangle on these four quadrants of life. And, and the reason I gave it the name, the vicious 180 is because if you add up all the angles of a triangle, you get 180 degrees, but it's not like a, a good positive 180 shift that you can sustain. It's like this vicious cycle that tricks you into thinking things are getting better, but like ultimately it leaves you in that bottom left-hand quadrant, feeling defeated, feeling like something's wrong with you um, and, and frankly, feeling exhausted. So my point in bringing that up is I think what media does is it just tries to shift us from the bottom left-hand quadrant to the bottom right-hand quadrant. So do this next diet, do this, mm. you know, next thing. And so we, we feel a little better because now we're taking action, right? 
but I, I call the bottom right-hand quadrant, the quadrant of depletion and exhaustion. Wow. So no one can sustain that. So eventually everybody, absolutely everybody in some area of their life is going to pop up to the top left-hand quadrant, which is where I call it like the forget it quadrant or the unqua- unconscious or unmotivated quadrant where, um, like you just can't do the thing you're doing anymore and you just need some respite. Right. But then because of how we are trained in our culture, we can't stay there very long before we start to feel guilty. So that's when we Mm -hmm. drop into the bottom left-hand quadrant again, the what's wrong with me. So my, my point in bringing all of that up is I do think that media and marketing at this point, I hope that this is changing, but at this point is playing off that bottom left-hand quadrant, um, feeling, and instead of truly uplifting people, it's telling them the lie that they need to do their certain thing in order to feel okay. But really all that does is just initiates another vicious cycle of, of V180, as I call it. That is so, um, I can so visualize that even though we obviously can't see each other and I can't see your screen. I, it's literally mm-hmm. just you explaining it. And I can literally see that it's like almost like a seesaw, you know, like, okay, Mm. so you're at that bottom, which is the media. Oh, you've got to go be paleo or vegan or whatever, or try this exercise program. And then you move over. You're like, yeah, I can do it, but it's Mm -hmm. not sustainable. Yes. And, and you're like, oh, I can do this. Oh no, wait, hold on. No, I can't. So then you go back. It's just, excuse me. It's just like, you're, you're, you're almost being set up for failure. Yes. Well said, Shana. Yes. That's what, that's exactly what it sounds like because it, and, and instead of just uplifting and, and you have it right here. I think this is the word I've, I'm literally writing notes going, oh my God, it's empowerment. Yes. Empowerment to, and whatever this is, this could be self-care. It could be, um, running, walking, movement, eating. I don't, it's, it's just about honestly tuning in, tuning into and, and with you you are the guide, you're helping people, but it's really also like people have to just say, you know, I need to trust me. I need to, Mm -hmm. um, gosh, what works for me instead of listening to the stuff when, um, you you know, the old outdated uh, diets or whatever. Like I remember being on a diet in high school. It was like, um, no fat or something like Mm. what? Just those, (laughs) those types of things. And then, And then that's what we're still, we're still, again, it's this unlearning of that. So the empowerment to choose you with, and, and it's not the defeated, like, oh, what's, what's wrong with me? I'm not good enough. Cause that can, that whole not good enough thing, we can have a whole episode about not good enough. So it's like the self-worth, the self-worth component. And, and I think that's what the media is tapping into is that we really truly have a, a need that's not being met. So they play on that. Oh, well said. Mm. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's like the key, you know, I think I always tell people there are millions of ways to be healthy, ways to be healthy. You know what I mean? There's like amazing programs and there's amazing recipe guides. So I, I don't think it's ever the standalone thing. I just think it's, it's maybe the marketing of it or how it's then, how you're told you need to think about it. So I always tell people like, if you can divorce yourself from that and you can make sure that like, you're not doing it as a band-aid to cover up this feeling of um, what's wrong with me. 
I think that's the key. Do you know what I mean? Because that yeah. feeling, whether we like it or not, is never going to go away until we we face it <laughs> day in and day out. We face it and we unlearn it. And so if we're not facing it and we're doing all these other things like a diet or whatever, just to put a bandaid over it, um, it's going to, you're just going to initiate that V180. But let's say you are facing that feeling and then you get the intuitive hit to do a certain recipe or, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. eat paleo, then that that's a completely different story. And so it's like totally. figuring out the energy behind these things so that you know if it's actually healthy or not. And you know, if you're being played, like you said, like, you don't, you know, if it's like being marketed to you because somebody's playing on your insecurity, like that's hopefully that's changing. But I think we each have to take our power back before that's going to change at a mass level that we're not being marketed, marketed to based on our insecurities. Well, and two, it sounds to me like, um, it's okay. This is just my thoughts, but self-care food, food, um, movement, all of these things that we've been talking about, nothing is one size fits all. So in my, when we talk about self-care, like I, I literally point this out. I'm like, guys, I can give you my seven steps of what essentially what led me to my own kind of self-care journey, if you will, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. that's what worked for me. So I can, I can share everything with you. We can talk about it. I've written programs. It's just, we, I think, I think there's a, there's a kind of a trial and error that maybe, maybe we don't want to necessarily sometimes go through because it's maybe harder. It takes longer. Like, tell me, tell me your thoughts about that. When, when we're, say we're first diving into, um, this awareness and this acknowledgement that, you know, maybe, maybe my healthy choices, um, you know, or some of the routines or the habits and stuff that I have right now are not necessarily like healthy or, or, or whatever Mm -hmm. we're bringing to the, the listeners kind of, you know, bird's eye kind of view, what can, what's like in a, what, what would be like our first step in, in connecting to that and, and beginning to empower ourselves? 